And I'm Ash. Welcome to Crime Potatoes Podcast. Grab your snacks, get comfy, and let's get to it. gonna say woohoo this time yeah please don't (laughs) i hope you all had just a wonderful christmas and holiday week with your family and friends and all your loved ones um we are so happy to be back finally for another episode we are and i apologize i've got another cold i catch everything because i never leave my house So whatever your boys bring home. (laughs) Yeah, whatever my boys bring home. So, yeah, what are you snacking on, Ash? I have my strawberries and cream Dr. Pepper, of course. I have my water because, you know, you can't have soda without water, I guess. I guess that's what you're supposed to do. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, And then, of course, as always. Oh, yeah. Balance. All about balance. And then I have just a little pack of like nerd clusters <laughs> because surprise, I'm surprise, out, yeah, surprise, nerd clusters. Bet y'all didn't guess. What about you? What are you snacking on? <laughs> I don't really have a snack. I just got a hot toddy. Yay! <laughs> Tis the season. Love it. All the sicknesses. So fun. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Freaking sick of it. My husband says I need to go out in the sunshine more. You probably do. Probably. But also it's cold and it's winter, so like, no. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But even though you're not going outside, you should still wear your sunscreen every day. Just have to throw that out there because it can come through your windows and you can still... Get those aging rays that are going to age your skin. So just thought I'd throw that in there while we're on the topic of the sun. (laughs) And that is Ashton's esthetician side showing. (laughs) Sorry. I can't help it sometimes. No. You'd be proud. I do wear my sunscreen every day. Good. I'm so proud. (laughs) Good job. All right. Are you ready to just hop into it? I guess so. All right. So I am not going to list my sources. We'll just put them down in the show notes. Um, There is a lot of them, including like a link to a TikTok page and a link to another podcast. So. Ooh, okay. (laughs) And surprise, surprise, today we are doing the disappearance (laughs) of Alyssa Turney. You are. You know these cases intrigue me. You should just know by now that I'm either going to do a missing persons or unsolved or a disappearance or, you know, because. That's fair. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. Just like to mess with you guys, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) Don't give us any closure. Yeah. Maybe next time. I say that every time, but maybe next time. (laughs) (sighs) Okay. Let's get into it. All right. Hey, new year, new me. We'll do. I'll do a solved case. (laughs) All right. 
Alyssa was born to her parents, Barbara Farner and Stephen Stram, on April 3, 1984. When she turned three, her parents divorced and her mom later remarried to Michael Turner. Her and her older brother were adopted by Michael, who had three kids of his own. Then the couple had one more daughter together. When Alyssa was nine, her mother passed from cancer, leaving her and her younger sister, Sarah, in the care of Michael. The other four children were grown and moved out of the house at this point. It was May 17, 2001, the very last day of Alyssa's junior year at Paradise Valley High School. Her stepfather dropped her off at school as usual and reminded her that today he would pick her up to take her to lunch. She got out of the car and headed into the school to meet up with her boyfriend, John Lackman. Now, let me tell you a little bit more about Alyssa before we move on. So, Alyssa was working at Jack in the Box at the time, and explained by many, she was a genuine, friendly, and outgoing girl. She had lots of friends and was always found smiling. In an interview, her friend Katie mentioned that there was never a boring moment when Alyssa was around. They were always having fun. Alyssa also loved to write and journal. Shared by ABC News, in one entry she wrote, I have many streaks of shade of color of hair from blonde to dark brown. I love to go to the mall at Metro Center. In the mall, my favorite store is Hot Topic. I love to hang out with my friends, Katie and Stacy. I like boys. I listen to heavy metal bands like Deftones, Korn, Marilyn Manson, and Limp Bizkit. School is okay. I love kids. I'd love to have a lot of them. I like to go paintballing. I like my pants. I like candles. I have a lot of friends. I have very few enemies. So that was a little splurge of herself she wrote in a journal. So as you can tell, like, Alyssa was a pretty, like, normal teenager. She seemed to have a pretty happy life, lots of friends. Like like she said, she didn't have very many enemies, if any, um, because she was just so friendly. And she, so back to May 17th, 2001. Michael picked Alyssa up from school and took her to lunch. After lunch, Alyssa asked if she could stay out later with her friends that night since it was the beginning of summer, though her stepfather didn't like the idea of that, and the two began to argue. She wasn't a fan of her father's overly strict rules and looked forward to moving out and being on her own as soon as she turned 18. When they got back to the house, she stormed down the hallway to her room and shut the door. Michael claims that he wanted to give her some space to cool off, so he went out to run errands and picked up Alyssa's younger okay, wait, sister, pause. Sarah. Um, so, sorry. Uh, Michael is Alyssa's stepfather, but to her, like, he's Yeah, her so her parents got, like, her birth father um, and mother, they got divorced when she was really little, like three, um, and she got married shortly after, like, that divorce to michael so she was super young so he became her dad i am assuming she was adopted too um her last name was changed to turney which is michael's okay. last name just yeah just making sure that i'm understanding this okay go on you're good sorry no you're good when sarah got in the car her father asked if she would call Alyssa because she wasn't answering his phone calls so she did and there was still no answer When they got home, they went inside to check on her, but she wasn't in her room. They began searching the whole house, but it was quiet and empty. Alyssa wasn't there, but there was a note. 
Sarah picked up the note off Alyssa's dresser, and it read, Dad and Sarah, when you dropped me off at school today, I decided that I really am going to California. Sarah, you said you didn't want me around. Look, you got it. I'm gone. That's why I saved my money. Dad, I took $300 from you. Signed, Alyssa. So, she mentioned, like, in this note that she is going to go to California. Um, she had always talked about, like, California wasn't, like, a new thing. She's talked about it for years that, like, she wanted to move to California when she graduated. And um, she even wrote a essay on, like, the miles it would take her to get to California. Um, it was for... A driver's ed class, I believe. Oh, that um, wouldn't so. really be surprising. Yeah, it was like, okay, she always it talks made about sense California. So the family, <laughs> yes, okay, a little bit. There's always more. Alyssa had left behind her favorite clothes, jewelry, her makeup, and most importantly, her cell phone. What teenager is going to run away and leave their cell phone behind? Exactly, and as a teenage girl her makeup yep and um they also later found that there was eighteen hundred dollars in her savings account that was completely untouched and so you think if she was going to run away she would have needed to use that money um um yeah yeah. well and then why would she need to steal three hundred dollars from her father if she had that amount of money in her bank account yes huh Um, one more thing. So Alyssa had been talking about and planning on going to a party that night with some of her friends, but she never turned up there either. So finally, later that evening, Michael decided it was time to call the police and report his daughter missing, mentioning that she had run away. The police took the report, but weren't initially worried. She was a runaway and they didn't believe she was in any danger. And the police also mentioned that there was, it was like a time of runaway cases. Runaway cases are not unusual. They're something they deal with all the time. So they just weren't really worried at first. Well, and on top of that, even the father had said she ran away. So they're going to believe the father. Yeah, if the family's like, oh, well, she is a runaway and they don't seem like super worried, then or the family doesn't seem super worried, then the police aren't going to worry quite as much either. Exactly. A week went by and Alyssa was still missing. However, they might have hit a turning point in the case. Michael claimed that he had gotten a phone call early in the morning of May 24th. He explained that the phone call was kind of all over the place, but it sounded like Alyssa. He asked the caller, Is this you, Alyssa? There were a few cuss words, and then the caller said, leave me alone, then hung up. He was eventually able to get a hold of the record to the phone call, where he learned the call had come from a payphone in Riverside, California. Alyssa's aunt lived about an hour from there, so he decided to head out there and began handing out flyers with a... <laughs> flyers. Just get the... Let me start that <laughs> Alyssa's aunt lived about an hour from there, so he decided to head out and began handing out flyers with Alyssa's picture, asking anyone if they had seen her, but no one had. Slowly, everyone's ideas of what happened to Alyssa or where she had gone shifted. When detectives began interviewing Alyssa's family and friends, 
they learned some pretty disturbing allegations. Disturbing enough that they changed gears. They no longer believed this was the case of a runaway. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) I was waiting for that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's all good. We do that every time. (laughs) Friends of Alyssa's came forward and shared that Alyssa had told them her father, Michael, had attempted to molest her. Of course he did. Of course he denied these accusations. Of course he did. Dr. Aaron Nelson, who was a forensic psychologist on the case, also released that Michael had Alyssa sign a contract. A contract? Yes. What the heck does that mean? <laughs> oh, just like the contract. You, I feel like I hear contract and it's already weird. Like, it's a little I mean, different, I've, I guess. I've heard parents do contracts like, you can't do this under my roof of the house. Like, especially if they already are having troubles with their teenager. Yeah. That's fair. But, but this contract. The way you make this sound. The way this contract. Yeah. Just wait. Oh, dear. In this contract was detail of what she would or not do until she was 18. This contract included rules for Alyssa about not drinking alcohol or doing drugs. And even all kinds of specifics about sexual conduct. Okay. So, like, I can get the alcohol and drugs, but... That last part? Yeah, it already is a little weird, right? Yeah. But wait, because there is more. Of course there's more. There was even a statement that Alyssa had agreed that her father, Michael Turney, had never physically or sexually abused her. Wait, so that was part of the contract? Yes. She signed a statement saying, my father, Michael Turney, never sexually or physically abused me. That's it's weird. I mean, I feel like why would why? Why would you need to say that unless yeah. something was going on? You know what I mean? Like Yeah. I, like I don't even know what to say because just why? I know. Like I know there's strict parents out there, but the extent extent of this contract is just disturbing to say the least. Yes. Like, even, in my opinion, it's, like, even crossed the lines maybe even ten times over. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, one, it's one thing, like, saying, hey, under my roof, you're not drinking, you're not doing drugs, I don't want you to do that after you leave, but none of that here. Yeah. My house, my rules kind of thing. Yeah, but after that, yeah, the line is crossed. Yeah, it's just... Especially with everything like her friends have like come forward and said it just it's a little fishy, you know? Yeah, it's just really weird. It's really weird. Yeah. Seven years go by and finally in December of 2008, police executed a search warrant on Michael Turney's home. They found over two dozen explosive devices, 19 firearms, two silencers, and what was described as a plan to attack an electrical workers union building in Phoenix, Arizona. In 2010, Michael pleaded guilty to having possession of multiple unregistered pipe bombs. He was sentenced to the maximum of 10 years in federal prison, but was then released in 2017. So, at first, Alyssa's younger sister, Sarah, remember she was a few years younger than Sarah. I can't remember how much younger. Okay. Um, 
when this was all like first happening, you know, like in the early part of the investigation, like right after it happened, Alyssa was 100% on her father's side and believed that he had nothing to do with it. However, over the years and with all this crazy allegations and everything and her personal experiences, I guess, um, she switched her mind switch her idea of what happened and she 100% believes that her father had something to do with Alyssa's disappearance and she actually created a TikTok account um it's just under her name Sarah E Turney so if you want to go and check out I watched a few of them but like literally so so much on there so you can go look at it if you want but like does she just share a bunch of like information on the case and whatnot so her main focus like when she created this tiktok account i think she created it in 2017 when her dad was released okay she created it to bring more attention to Alyssa's case and get her father arrested initially get him to what's the word my goodness her focus was like to finally get like a trial going for Alyssa. Like she just wanted justice for Alyssa and that's what like her whole TikTok okay. was about. Okay. Finally in 2020, after much attention on her TikTok account, Michael Turney was arrested for second degree murder against his daughter Alyssa. After almost three years, the trial took place in July of 2023. So that is just this last year. Oh, wow. Just, yeah. Yeah. There was five days of testimony, and on the sixth day of the trial, the case was acquitted and all charges were dropped against Michael Turney due to lack of physical evidence. So he was acquitted or they just it was like a mistrial he was acquitted so that means he can't be tried again if evidence comes up nope yeah which is frustrating um so i mean unless he didn't do it but i don't i mean i can see why he was acquitted like i can see why because there was no evidence it's all hearsay rumors there's no she said type thing no physical or factual evidence it doesn't even seem like there's a lot of circumstantial evidence either yes yeah so after michael was acquitted um sarah addressed her sister Alyssa directly when talking to the press saying quote i love you and i'm sorry you moved mountains to protect me from the reality of our lives so i could have the best childhood possible that is something i can never repay you for I just hope you know that I tried and that you deserved so much better, end quote. I just, that's so heartbreaking that. Yeah. Like, I kind of like, am like on the fence too. Like, part of me is like, oh, he 100% did it, you know, like, and it sucks that he can't be tried again later. But also another part of me is like, did he? Like, what happened? (laughs) Like, I don't, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of bizarre but well some of the things that seemed weird to me was the fact that like well one when he picks up sarah from school and says hey try to call your sister i've tried and she's not answering it's almost like he's trying to set trying to get like alibis and stuff yeah well and then the whole well one the contract and then two 
the apparent note that she left. Like, see ya, bye, I'm going to California, even though I made plans to hang yeah. out with my friends tonight. And I'm stealing $300 from you, even though I have $1,800 in my account. Like, it doesn't... And she's going to leave that money behind. Yeah, it's just, it's all... Like, it all doesn't add up, but it's still not, like, even strong enough circumstantial evidence. Yeah. So it's just kind of, like, a crappy, like, situation, just like her sister said. Like, Alyssa deserves, deserves so much better, but they are just stuck at this point. Like, there's not a whole lot they can do without a body or anything. Yeah. And I feel like if she was alive, she wouldn't She wouldn't uh, have let Sarah go this long without knowing she was alive. So she's definitely yes. got to be dead. Well, even her friends, like, she had two friends that she was super close to. And even they both, like, came forward or not came forward, I guess, but when they were interviewed and stuff, um, they were both like, she would have told us. Like, we were very close. She told us everything. So we know something happened to her or something is wrong if she didn't even give us a clue to where she was going or what she was doing. Well, and again, she was planning on going to a party with her friends that night she went missing. Like, yeah, she had made plans in advance and someone... I mean, usually someone that makes plans doesn't just leave. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of weird stuff. Um, and you can find more, like I said, like on her TikTok, it's at Sarah E. Turney. Um, I, I can probably actually link that um, in the show notes. And then Sarah has a podcast called Voices for Justice. And she actually covers some of Alyssa's case. And I'm pretty sure she actually covers other cases as well. Interesting. I'm going to have to check that out. Yes. So I will link both of those in the show notes if you want to go check them out and kind of learn more. And it's it's interesting to get like Sarah's point of view and her thoughts on it just because that's her younger sister. I mean, she was, what, 12, I think, at the time of... Alyssa's disappearance, but still, like, everything leading up to it and everything she's experienced, it's interesting to hear her side of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that is the disappearance of Alyssa Turney. That's it. What the heck? There's just so much because there's, like, like you said, you're right on the fence. Did he do it or did he not? Is he just suspicious? But, like... There's got to be more that's not in the news, too. Oh, yeah. A hundred percent. why they and, ended up bringing charges against him. Yeah. And the reason I'm, like, even more, like, on, like, ki- I'm kind of leaning towards, like, he did it just because, like, Sarah is, like, he 100% did it. Like, she is sure he did it. And also, I can't remember their oldest brother's name, but the oldest brother also believed that michael had something to do with her disappearance as well well the contract yeah that every every time like i think about that contract it freaks me out like i don't think i've ever heard of parents having a contract with their children i mean i i think i i have like maybe not that freaking intense yeah like i can definitely see like, say you have a kid that's getting into trouble and, you know, having a hard time. Yeah, the basic substance abuse or whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. But like, and you say, hey, hey, let's come to a compromise. This is what I expect while you're in my house until you turn 18 and you leave. And then you both sign it. Yeah. Like, I can kind of see parents doing that. But, like, he spe- how it specifically said, I did not sexually abuse you. Yeah. Those, those like, details and very specific statements. Yeah. That's just, like, there is something off. Like, way, That's way what's weird to me. And did you say who, who brought this case to your attention? So, actually, my stepmom, Tanya, brought your this. Your stepmom? I, our stepmom. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, she's mine. <laughs> no. Um, our stepmom, Tanya, brought this to attention to me. Um, so, yeah. Tanya. So, thank you for the recommendation, Stop Tanya. giving her missing person cases. <laughs> we need closure. Though, I think it's important to still get this case out there. So. Yes. Yes. Gosh, dang it. Well, thank you for listening to another week and happy new year. Kind of a sad but exciting way to start off this new year, I guess. Thank you for being here. We now have hit our 100 followers on Instagram. Wait, we have? And we're growing. I on... apparently am not paying attention. Yes. Yay! Yes, I believe we're at 101. And we have so many listeners from like different countries and everywhere and so it's so exciting so i'm super excited for what we have planned for this upcoming year and just the growth that hopefully it will entail but yes like it's exciting i love doing this and i love that we have listeners and followers and i hope that you guys stick with us as we continue to grow and learn and all the things Yes. And if you don't follow us on Instagram, we do post um, like pictures of the cases that we release. And if there is any updates on cases that we've covered, we will post them on our social media too. So you can follow us on TikTok or on Instagram, both at Crime Potatoes. And that is a goal this year for us is to release more videos on TikTok, like get that going more. Like I said, this is a growing and learning experience for us. So, but it's fun. It's fun. Yes, it is. So thank you for being here. We are, we appreciate it so much and love you guys so much. Yes. Yes. Thank you guys. All right. We will see you next week for a brand new episode. Stay safe, potatoes. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,